grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Welcome everyone. Michelle, we've got yes. some exciting news. We hit 10,000 followers over on Instagram this week. Yes, welcome 10,000 strong of the royal community. What an amazing achievement. I mean, if I could tr- like time travel and speak to Michelle, who was just about like talking to <laughs> Rachel about Keeping Up the Windsors and like the premise of it and whatever would have believed we'd ever be here plus we also hit seventy thousand downloads of the podcast as well which is blowing my mind it's blowing my mind we're so close as well to getting to our thousand subscribers on youtube so if you haven't yet headed over to keeping up with the windsors on youtube head on over there we released one of my favorite videos so far rach and it's party at the palace from our jubilee weekend i watched it back and i actually got a bit emotional <laughs> did you really you got emotional yeah. Because it was like great just to relive the memories and especially with Paddington and the Queen. I think I've only watched it like once or twice and I was like, oh God, this is amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. What what a night. It was absolutely spectacular. Head on over and watch our vlog on it and, you know, relive the moment with us. If you're not following us over on Kofi, make sure you do because we've just had our first monthly zoom call haven't we shell we have and we were joined by lovely karen who lives in arizona and it was just amazing to be connected to an, another member of the royal community and we know a lot of you out there might not be able to make these zoom calls so we're going to be creating a video and popping it back up on the membership if you haven't yet joined kofi and our vip royal community over there please do it's four pounds or six bucks and it's wonderful just to you know just chat all things royal isn't it yeah, we could have spoke for another hour, couldn't we? <laughs> Easily. We What did we talk about? We talked about Diana and when she yeah. passed away and where we were and what we did. And we also talked about the press and how unfair they are and what Charles would be called when he becomes king. And okay. I showed the Jubilee medal, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was wonderful to talk to you, Karen. Thank you so much for being part of the royal community. Um, let's talk about what's happening on today's episode. We don't have, I know I hear you right there, Royal Community talking, like, oh no, a collective grumble, but we do not have a Royal Roundup for you today. Another week. (laughs) Yes, another week. But this week we have three bits of news we'd love to share with you and talk about in a bit more detail. So we've taken out the Royal Roundup today. What are we going to talk about this week? We'll talk about Charles and Camilla in Rwanda and also Charles's situation with a bag full of cash shell. (laughs) Yeah, what a strange thing. So we're going to have a little chat about that. What else is coming up? And then we've also had the Queen in Scotland this week. So it's been amazing to see her and then Royal Community and then (laughs) that fabulous portrait of William and Catherine released. Yeah. And I will tell you my exact reaction to make sure that you stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Let's move on then to the royal news. Last week, Charles and Camilla visited Rwanda to attend the opening of the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. Now, this is where leaders of the Commonwealth countries come together to reaffirm values and to agree on policies affecting 2.5 
billion citizens. Wow, Rach, 2.5. It's a lot of people. It is. Now, the Commonwealth was created in 1949. And back then, it only had eight nations. And now it has 54, which is so impressive. The, the fact that it's grown that amount speaks volumes for the leadership of the Queen. Right. So on their first day, Charles and Camilla visited and laid a wreath at the Kigali Genocide Memorial, which commemorates the 1994 genocide against the Tutsi people. They went on a tour of the memorial, which includes personal items belonging to the victims and photographs. The most shocking thing to see was the row of skulls and Charles's face was just like, did you see this, Rachel? Like he was really full of anguish. Yeah, it was actually horrendous what they saw. Yeah. And I've never even heard of this genocide, but it just reminds me of those photos that you see of the concentration camps at Auschwitz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't see skulls at Auschwitz, but you see piles of shoes and... Yeah. You know, it's just so eerie, isn't it? But to actually see skulls and that's mm-hmm. that's got to stay with you, hasn't it? It's quite haunting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, awful. Absolutely awful. They then went on to Rwanda's Women's Network Village of Hope, which provides support to women survivors where school fees are subsidised and the women can learn vocational skills that they can use to help them earn a living. So we've gone from a really, really sad memorial and then we move on to this network, this village of hope. So they're extremes there, aren't they? Yeah, and there's juxtaposition of both of those things, you know, that there is this hope that comes out of something that's so horrendous that's affected so many people. Charles and Camilla was able to visit both on the same day. Yeah, absolutely. And guess what? After that, we then saw Charles and Camilla on the runway at the fashion show for Kigali Fashion Week. There was designers from Rwanda, South Africa and Nigeria. And there's some pictures of the designers showing Camilla some of the dresses. They look spectacular. I just love like the such brightness and the vibrancy of the designs. It, I think it was really lovely to see Charles and Camilla on the runway. Yeah, and did you see what Camilla was wearing? Yeah. That all-white ensemble. She looked fabulous. I loved that. She was rocking it. I absolutely loved it. And I don't mean like on the runway. I mean like they were sat down watching <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. She, wa- she wasn't doing a Naomi Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> work it, girl, work it. <laughs> So on day two, now, Shell, this was an extremely busy day for Charles and Camilla. Mm-hmm. Camilla attended a Book Aids international event at Kigali Public Library and met there with the country's first lady, Jeanette Kagame. Sorry if I've pronounced that name wrong. Camilla, who is vice president of the Queen's Commonwealth Essay Competition, heard how a record number of children from around the world had entered this year. 26,000 in total, Shell. 26,000, that's amazing. That was an increase of... 5,345% 5,345% in Rwanda alone. <laughs> I love this. This is amazing. Now, I think I'm right in saying that Rwanda is one of the newest nations to join the Commonwealth. And to have that massive increase is amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. And what was also great about this is that we know that Camilla is patron of Book Aid here in the UK. Yeah. But it was announced that she had been made patron of Book Aid International, a post previously held by Prince Philip. What a wonderful legacy to take over. We know that they both were such avid readers. And this sparks a great interest for Camilla moving forward. That now it becomes more of an international patronage, not just a UK one. We then saw her at a Violence Against Women and Girls event where she said... In the strength of unity, we, the women and men of the Commonwealth, stand with victims and survivors. 
who, despite the temptation to hide away in silence, speak up so that others know they aren't alone. She's got a way of words, Camilla, hasn't she? Honestly, I just love it. And the fact that, again, it's violence against women and girls, I think she really comes with those powerful and strong speeches. I feel like it really connects to her deep within and it comes from like a place of real change like she wants to be this change maker within this and I'm all for it I absolutely love it I love yeah we it. actually saw her a few months ago didn't we at a, a wow event so mm. yeah it, it's great that this is carried on internationally and great that Camilla was able to visit yeah couldn't agree with you more so let's move on to Charles so we saw him at the Umsambi village which is a wildlife sanctuary with over 50 disabled endangered birds which have been saved from the illegal wildlife trade I love this engagement so there was a picture of this endangered bird it was quite a big bird and if you know me royal community (laughs) (laughs) birds scare the bejesus out of me (laughs) and this bird it's it's like me with cats me and cats just don't get on (laughs) This bird had like evil eyes, I swear it did. It was, I was like, I don't like this picture. <laughs> Are you thinking like the bird has got it out for you through the yeah. picture? <laughs> it's going to come for me. Oh, Rachel, what are you that like? Gonna, that bird's going to come for me in a big way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, Charles going to this, it really does hit my heart. Like, I, I just love the fact that he went to this wildlife sanctuary. We also saw William a few months back, didn't we? Go into, mm. was it Amazon? Where was it? Was it Microsoft? And they were doing the endangered, um, the, the wildlife trade going through the airports. Yes. And all the scanning. Yeah. That was excellent. So I love the fact that there's a massive synergy between the two and their engagements. Yeah, and then afterwards, Charles, he attended a Prince's Trust International event and he met people who have benefited from the programme and used the skills within their own businesses. And as we know, Rach, we know that the Prince's Trust here in the UK have helped so many young people. And the fact that it's international, it must be such a, a sense of pride for Charles to see this initiative that he created help so many people. So it's it just amazing. How many people in total have it helped in the UK? In the UK, it's over a million people. it's amazing isn't it so to think that that's spreading worldwide it's incredible yeah and Charles really and everyone that's involved with the Princess Charles should be really proud of themselves I think so too definitely I just I loved everything about this Rwanda trip it has widened my eyes into what other nations are doing and how they are benefiting from the royal family you know, because yeah. we just see it from a British perspective, where actually this Commonwealth is just rich with experiences and their initiatives are shining a light elsewhere. Yeah. And to finish up their trip, Charles and Camilla hosted a dinner for the leaders of the Commonwealth. And again, Camilla, she looked spectacular. Did you see her in this vibrant blue um, evening gown shell? No, oh, I haven't she, seen this picture. Long sleeves, lace. And yeah, it was by Bruce Oldfield. And she was actually wearing her Royal Family Order pin. And what was great about this reception was that the table settings were actually locally sourced from business owners that work in Rwanda. So they had things like woven baskets and they had name cards and things like that. It was just incredible to have all, all these people involved in this event. What I love about that, actually, is when you think about like a royal engagement or a dinner or something, yes, it's bolstering the local economy, meaning you might use local wines or whatever. But actually, you don't really think of place settings, do you, Rach? You don't really think of the little tiny details that make up a party. So the fact that they were able to source this from businesses who are local is just excellent because you're giving to local people on the ground. 
So what was interesting as well about this was that this is the first time Charles and our Prime Minister Boris Johnson have been pictured together since Charles uh, apparently criticised the government's Rwanda asylum policy, saying it was appalling. Yeah. Now, there was a bit of an uproar about this, wasn't there? Because obviously the royals are supposed to stay out of politics. And we see, I think, to be honest, we're, we're starting to see this very momentarily with the royals speaking up about certain things. Yeah. This was a big thing, wasn't it, for Charles to say it was appalling? It was a big thing. And I think, you know, when he becomes king, he won't have that same freedom that he does now. Mm. Not that he, you know, right out says exactly what he's feeling about these subjects, because, again, he holds the position that he does. And I think the uh, lip readers were watching out to see what was said. (laughs) At the Violence Against Women event, I think it was that event, but it was on that day in particular, Camilla had a kiss on the cheek with Carrie Johnson, who is the wife of the Prime Minister. And that, again, was a bit like, ooh, you know, is there any beef between them? Who knows? So yeah, it it was quite a controversial moment, wasn't it? Because obviously Boris Johnson's there because it's the the Commonwealth government meeting. So yeah, I love the fact they go to the different Commonwealth countries. Then, Shell, then we've had some controversy (laughs) with Charles this week, haven't we? Yes, you're right. There was lots of controversy with Charles this week. So buckle up, Royal Community. Here we go. It is speculated. I mean, it has been looked into, but I'm still going to say speculated because I don't want to get ourselves into trouble here. (laughs) But it's been alleged that the Prince of Wales accepted a suitcase containing a million euros in cash from a former Qatari Prime Minister. Now, this apparently was three cash donations of a million euros each. And apparently one of these, which is bizarre, but one of these donations was given in a hold all bag, like actually (laughs) in cash to uh, (laughs) Prince Charles. Now, apparently this happened between 2011 and 2015. And we've reported, uh, gosh, a couple of times when there was lots of quote-unquote dealings that were looked into from I think it was the Prince's Foundation wasn't it in the last year or so so there's been a lot of controversy around donations given to Prince Charles's umbrella of charities that these funds were received by the Prince of Wales Charity Fund now a statement from Clarence House has said Charitable donations received from the Sheikh Hamid bin Jassim were passed immediately to one of the Prince's charities who carried out the appropriate governance and have assured us that all the correct processes were followed. So basically, it wasn't just you give me a million pounds, let me just divvy this out to all the different charities. It was put into, I'm guessing from my end of things, I don't know whether they did this, like they put it in the bank. (laughs) what I'm saying right we put it in the bag it's 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 all on paper but it's weird isn't it weird with a a bag of cash it's weird and apparently one of those bags was a Fortnum and Mason carrying (laughs) oh so funny I just I just can't picture like a you know a shake handing over like a bag of cash to Prince Charles like it's like some dodgy dealing something like Del Boy and only Fools and Orsid would do I was gonna say like you're buying some dodgy DVDs down the pub yeah exactly I would say you can't make this stuff up but yeah you know, I know. this this has been reported in the past you know, like you said like a few months ago we spoke about allegations of a donor wanting to secure a UK honour and citizenship yeah. and so it's like well is this being investigated? And I think now it actually, at the moment, as we know, it is actually being looked into by yeah. Scotland Yard. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep you up to date as and when we know. 
All of this is, you know, an allegation at the moment. No one has been charged, but we'll keep you up to date, Royal Community. I mean, it seems unbelievable, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's one of those things where I personally, if if this has happened, I don't think Prince Charles is the one doing the dodgy zealings. It's probably the people that work for his foundation and the charities that he works with. At the end of the day, it's his name that's associated with it. So it yeah. makes it sound even more seedy. I mean... Going into Clarence's house with a million euros in Fortnum and Mason bags and a holder, like, I just can't fathom it. I just can't. <laughs> anyway, right, Royal Community. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to some happier news. Yay! The Queen, she's in Scotland and she's been out, hasn't she? We've seen her. She looks great. She looks absolutely amazing and so happy. It's been such a joyful two days to see her. We saw her on Monday um, where she was at the ceremony of the keys at the Palace of Holyrood House and she was there with the Earl and Countess of Wessex. And then we saw her on Tuesday attending the Armed Forces Act of Loyalty Parade. And today, show on Wednesday, we've seen her at an audience with the First Minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah, she's been busy, hasn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I also posted a reel on our Instagram account at Keeping Up the Windsor's Pod, so make sure you're following us over there. Because when Nicola Sturgeon goes in to meet the Queen, she does her little bow and says, hello, Your Majesty. And there's this like bottle of um, whiskey and the Queen goes, oh, is that whiskey? <laughs> and then Nicola Sturgeon says, oh, yes, it is. And she goes, ha oh, oh, so cute. It. Her eyes like lit up when it's like whiskey. And then whiskey. I was like, well, it's not a gin and bonnet, is it? <laughs> I was just about to say, where's a bonnet? <laughs> that is so funny. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, it's wow. amazing yeah but <laughs> great to see the queen because as we said with the queen for it's a day by day so it was reported that she would be in scotland but yeah. we didn't know how many occasions she would actually go to did we and to see her on both days i think what's helped as well is that she is staying at hollywood house so she wouldn't have had to walk far to see the ceremony and to mm-hmm. be at the parade and then once that was over she wouldn't have to stand on to then go back and get on with her day with whatever she's been doing Well, let's hope we see more of her this week. Fingers crossed she feels well enough to do that. Let's move on, Rach. Now, we had a little gripe last week because William turned 40 and we didn't get like an official William picture, did we? We just had the big issue magazine interview, which is fine. But we were kind of like a little bit shortchanged. We want more. (laughs) We want more. And then all of a sudden, well... The official portrait of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge was announced. It was unveiled, wasn't it? Oh, it was amazing. It was kind of like a gold dress moment for me where I actually did a little scream. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is this actually real? And yeah. then I started to read it. Obviously, it was real. And I put on our Instagram, on our stories, I was like, this is not a drill, people. This is not a drill. Like, this is, you know, this is real. This is really happening. We've got our first official painting of them together. And what a glorious, glorious painting it was. And it is. And it was actually painted by the British portrait artist Jamie Correth, who I think now has thousands of followers on Instagram after this (laughs) portrait was unveiled. And it's at display at the University of Cambridge's Fitzwilliam Museum, but will go on display next year 
when the National Portrait Gallery reopens in London. Yeah. So this portrait was commissioned in 2021 by the Cambridgeshire Royal Portrait Fund as a gift to Cambridgeshire. And Jamie Corriff actually said, it has been the most extraordinary privilege of my life to be chosen to paint this picture. I wanted to show their Royal Highnesses in a manner where they appeared both relaxed and approachable, as well as elegant and dignified. As it is the first portrait to depict them together, and specifically during their time as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, I wanted the image to evoke a feeling of balance between their public and private lives. What did you think of it? Okay, well, I've got a few mixed emotions about it, Rachel, which I think you might be a bit surprised about. But I texted you straight away and I was like, that's the vampire wife dress. You just know that designer straight away. It's just so synonymous with that brand, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously Catherine wore that dress back when they went to Ireland the other year, didn't she? Yeah, so we've got William in a very dapper suit, like he's going to the office. You've got (laughs) Catherine, who looks like she's going to either a 70s or a 1920s get up. I wanted something that represented 2022. And for me, the outfit for me just didn't work. I wasn't quite fussed on the way in which the feet, like the position of the feet. I understand, like, how can I put it? I get it. I get what he was going for. And I think he did nail his brief. He did an amazing job. But then I look at it. And for me, deep down, it just doesn't feel right. Like, for instance, there's something in Catherine's eyes that doesn't connect for me. I feel like she looks a little bit sad. Like she's Mm. looking, like she's searching for something rather than just being there. No, I completely disagree. I completely disagree. The way in real life, we might have a difference. That's the reason why for me, I think when you have a painting, it has to be seen. You can't just see it from a flat piece of media. So hopefully I'll feel very differently when I see it. I'll let you know when I go see it, Royal Community, I will come back and I will give you my honest opinion. You know, I think he had that balance right of the relaxed nature of it, because like you said, like the positioning, especially of William's feet, it looks quite a relaxed pose. And the, the fact that they're not looking directly at you it's, it's more modern, that take on it. So let's talk about the jewellery that Catherine was wearing because it has significance. So she's wearing Diana's Collingwood pearl earrings and her three-strand pearl bracelet. And the brooch that she's wearing is the Cambridge pearl brooch. Now, this is the first time that we've actually seen Catherine wearing it. We've never seen this on her in person. So to see her, and it has a lot of history dating back to the 1800s. And I actually mm. did a little story on our Instagram all about the brooch. So if you want to head over on over to our Instagram to read about that, I've saved it into our fashion highlights, just so you can read about the significance of the brooch. And then she had Manolo Blonick pumps on, which... I have loved these shoes, not particularly in this colour, but I've loved these shoes for years. And Royal Community, they're very expensive. They're over £800. Okay, I'm sure they're beautiful shoes. They just remind me of Sex and the City. And I just, for me, it doesn't speak royal. It speaks very pop culture. And it was one thing that felt really jarring within the portrait. And I wish that it was something different. I wish that it was just more plain rather than something that I identify with. And you never know, in 200, 300, 400 years, they might go, oh, they're nice pair of shoes. (laughs) You don't know, do you? I think that's the whole point of it. I think that's why, for instance, like her hair's down. So it's very relaxed and natural. That's probably the, as he's saying, the private side of Catherine, right? We see, obviously, we see her with her hair down now, but then she has this, you know, emerald dress that 
I guess the way he's painted it, it kind of looks like velvet, but in real life, it's not. It's like a, it's just like a shimmery sort of fabric. Um, I think the textures of that portrait was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And what I also liked about it, I'm looking at it now, is the fact that the background of it was plain. So mm. it's like William and Catherine, they're the ones that stood out and you're not looking at anything else apart from them. Mm. I would just like to know who they're actually looking at. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I mean, think this is the most like them I've ever seen in a portrait of them, mm. in a painting. Although, when we went to Windsor Castle, we saw the exhibition for Prince Philip. His portrait, for me, was spot on. I couldn't fault it. I literally looked at it and I was like, whoa, that man could just be here. It looked yeah. so lifelike. For me, there's still something not exactly right about William and Catherine, but I would say it's about 95% there for me. And maybe I will think differently when I see it. I, Um, on the other hand, Royal Community, absolutely love it. And I put this up on the stories and I was like, do I need to actually have this picture in my my flat, in my apartment? (laughs) Yeah, because you've bought a print of it now, right? I am... It's not a print. It's literally just like a fo- I've, I saved the photo. I saved it as a photo and I've just printed it off as a picture. So as soon as I get a frame, I'll be showing you all on Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to have quite a place somewhere <gasps> where I live, just so I can look at this beautiful portrait every single day. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Super fan, Rachel. What do you like? Love it. I'm not the only one, Shell, because a lot of people in the Royal Community said I wasn't like, they were like, yeah, go for it. I would do yeah. I would do it as well. <laughs> so let us know, Royal Community, over on Instagram at Keeping Up the Windsor's Pod, or you can email us at Keeping Up the Windsor's Pod at gmail.com. Let us know if you're going to do the same as me <laughs> and you're going to have a print of William and Catherine somewhere in your house. <laughs> oh, so funny. To be honest, it was lovely. It was lovely to get that joint portrait of them and so unexpected. You know, expected, and I think that's why maybe we didn't get anything for William's birthday because they didn't want to crash the internet twice in one week. (laughs) (laughs) They probably would have, wouldn't they? They Yeah, definitely would have. Oh my goodness! So we've had a jam-packed royal week. We've had Charles and Camilla in Rwanda. We've had the Queen in Scotland. We've had this amazing, spectacular event that is the unveiling of. (laughs) The Duke and Duchess's portrait. Oh, and we didn't talk about the fact that when William and Catherine went to view the portrait, William said, oh, it's very big. (laughs) It's big, isn't it? (laughs) Like, what do you expect, William? (laughs) I know, like, come on. I wonder if they'll have a picture because, you know, when the pictures of the kids are released for the birthdays and things like that, whenever you see pictures of them in their house, you see those photos in the background. So I wonder if this will appear in one of the photos we ever get of them. Or maybe it might appear like a version of it on one of the Queen's Christmas speeches, you know? (laughs) You never know. Oh, so it's going to be quite interesting to go and see it in person. Hopefully I'll be able to go see it soon, but keep you posted. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Guess what? We're on episode 70 today. It's our Jubilee! Yay! We're the (laughs) Jubilee for the the podcast. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Play Jubes, it's our Play (laughs) Jubes. 
Well, community, I don't know whether you know this, but it might be a British thing. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But when the Jubilee was happening, there was a hashtag, Platy Jubes. One of those things that British people do, they just kind of shorten everything. And Platy Jubes was like, this is our Platy Jubes, Royal Community. Platy Jubes 70th, 70th episode. Long live the pod! <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Please feel free to join us over on Ko-fi to our VIP Royal Community, £4 or 6 bucks, And also we're on Instagram, YouTube, and also email us as well, keeping up with the Windsor's pod at gmail.com. If you're listening on Spotify, we'd love it if you could give the podcast a five-star rate and also subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple, we'd love it if you would give us a five-star review on there as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being part of the rural community. We'll see you next week on Keeping, keeping Up With, with the, the Windsor's. Windsor's.